With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For sure. 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 Welcome to another episode of For Sure, a 200-foot podcast. I'm Peter. I'm Jay. And before we get started, I just want to let you know that I am fighting the urge to change our format to just talking about Detective Pikachu for the entire episode. <laughs> uh, now, granted, I don't know anything about Pokemon. Like, I mean, I, I know the bare minimum, like just being a person who lives in a world that they exist in. Um, but I will say uh, a while ago I was at the movies and I saw a trailer for that. And I was like, this is a movie I want to see, even though I know nothing about, you know, the franchise or, or whatever you want to call it. Because basically modern day Ryan Reynolds can make anything funny, it seems like. Yeah, he's uh, riding an incredible hot streak. And I uh, I actually saw the movie uh, last night and I'm very I'm very pleased they they kind of did a fun thing which was they didn't overly explain Pokemon it, it which was nice now granted I know mm-hmm. that might put some people out in the cold because if they're going into that a little bit uh, uh, uneducated they they might get lost for a little bit but for those who like actually kind of grew up around it heavily like there's like you could jump right in and it's it's a it's a neat little story but i think i think that all takes a backseat to the fact that you're basically getting like like all the hits are there but then also obscure pokemon are in there it's it's really fun and they and they really own their their stuff um my my only critique was that it was probably narratively rushed but it's a flipping movie about pokemon <laughs> let's yeah. let, let's not give this the the whole uh you know oscar buzz um critique of the year i think this was a nice turn your turn your brain off and listen to ryan reynolds run around as a as a, a caffeine amnesiac it's great <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm 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 really looking forward to seeing that but obviously the vast majority of our listeners tuned in to hear us talk about hockey so that's what we're gonna do oh um, i thought I, for a second, I thought about that. We actually were a Pokemon podcast. Weird. <laughs> so the NHL playoffs are in full swing. As we record this on Friday, uh, the the second round has already ended. And uh, last night, the first game of the third round took place between Boston and Carolina. Uh, so we can talk a little bit about that. And we can talk about the upcoming series that starts uh, Saturday night. So as you're listening to this on Monday or after, this will be in the past, but it'll only be, I think, at that point, it'll only one game will have been played, I think. So um, we're not too far behind on that. Or I guess, well, we're not too far ahead of that. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, they, 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 
See what's going to happen. These shifts are very confusing. <laughs> yes, they are. Has everybody yeah. seen Endgame? I think I think by the time this airs, the ban will have been lifted. We've 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 gone through. Well, here, just in case, just in case, uh, if you haven't seen okay. it, we'll mark it here. Fast forward a minute. <laughs> we won't have any spoilers outside of one minute, starting now. Okay, go. Okay, all we did, all we're saying is anything that happens, and we don't talk about it. It's because we have yet to jump into the quantum tunnel with Ant-Man Pym particles. Yes. Go back and and figure everything out and then come back and talk about it. The show has largely prided itself on being able to be as evergreen as possible without really incriminating ourselves, except, you know, when we completely wrote off the Las Vegas Golden Knights. So, yes. um, Yeah. So all all the stones are in place. Everything's fine. We are, we're just very happy to bring this yeah. show to you whenever we're able to do that. And I mean, the reason for that is because uh, before the show, we look into the future and we see all 14 million possibilities of how the show could pan out. And we choose the only one that ends in success. So you're welcome. Um, all right. So if you did fast forward, that ends any, and, and, and they were very, very light spoilers. I mean, it's not something you probably couldn't have guessed going in, at least in the most part, but anyway, let's, uh, let's get to the hockey. So, Jay, did you get a chance to watch the game last night? I watched a good chunk of the game. Um, I am uh, fed up with Boston. <laughs> uh, this, the, it, you know, I, I, I wasn't able to watch the, the, the massive comeback that happened. Um, probably all for the better because I probably would have broken whatever device that <laughs> I was watching it on. But um, yeah, I think that. Uh, for the most part, we're looking at a series that uh, many didn't think was going to be happening. So anything that happens, we should just consider a blessing. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh no, no, um, you're good. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's my thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I was talking to um, I was talking to my dad and my brother, um, and yeah, I mentioned this on the, on the show before, uh, and they are they are still Islanders fans. Uh, I am a lapsed Islander fan, but they they are still Islander fans, and. After the first round, we were basically talking about how it was an interesting feeling because obviously, I mean, no matter no matter what, you know, you want the team that you're rooting for to win, you know, going into the next round. Obviously, you want them to go into the, the round after that. But at the same time, I mean, the Islander season, you know, winning a round of the playoffs was basically found money. So as as much oh, as yes. I'm sure, you know, like, you know, I, I talked to, about this with my dad, my brother and, and a couple other people that are Islander fans. Um I, I, I certainly don't want to say like, oh, you shouldn't be disappointed because, of course, I mean, that that's natural. It's it's human instinct. Of course, you're always disappointed when your team loses, even if you objectively knew going in that there was a very real chance that they would lose. Um, But but at the same time, I mean, like it's it's I, I think if you had told any Islander fan going into the season that they were going to win the first round of the playoffs in a sweep. Not only that against Pittsburgh, it seemed that they've had like a lot of really intense back and forth battles with, I think any Islander fan would have taken that in a heartbeat at the same time. Oh yeah. I'm sure it was still hard to see them lose to Carolina, especially because even though it was a sweep, it wasn't, it wasn't a blowout. You know I mean? They were in the games. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Carolina just wiped the floor with them. Um, I mean, obviously, I you know, I, I think in in the series, in terms of the, the series in general, I mean, I think Carolina was the better team in in those games. I think they deserve to win, but it wasn't like you know, like I said, it wasn't like they. Uh, I mean, I, honestly, I mean, Columbus dominated Tampa in the first round. It wasn't like that. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. yeah. So, so obviously we have uh, Carolina coming out of that series and playing Boston. And like we said, uh, game one of that happened last night. Um, I had to do something that I, I sometimes have to do, which is go back and, and read some tweets that I wrote while I was angry during a hockey game and just uh, quickly delete them uh, from the record. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got very upset at a brutal combination of penalty calls uh, where Dougie Hamilton got called for roughing for bracing himself for a check. And then a player at the same time, like on the the same sequence, a Carolina player was blatantly interfered with by a Boston player and did not get a penalty. So it was like basically two horrific calls in the same uh, sequence. And the only positive that came out of it is we now have like a Hall of Fame worthy gif of Rod Brindamore looking at the replay and then looking up in bewilderment. Yeah, yeah, there's. I get any t- <laughs> you're right there, when you have these little nuggets of truth and, and, and excitement that come out of just these moments of in, in, entirely uh, conf- entire confusion. Um, I, I, you're right. It's nice to, to have, you know, out of, out of all of that, you know, uh, fr- from the misery comes joy and <laughs> something that we'll be using for years and years and years to come. But um, Pete uh, on the subject of playoff officiating yeah. uh, real, real quickly here. Um, I, I know we've touched on this multiple times, um, but I, I guess in terms of, you know, maybe in the same vein of what we were talking about with, uh, with the Pavelski, uh, Vegas situation, if we're, if we were going to have this conversation in a, what would you change? What would you add? What would you take away thing? Um, when it comes to playoffs, like, it's a like widely accepted conclusion that's just not at all like officially endorsed by anybody in the league, but the the games are called differently in the sure, playoffs, yeah. right? The one, the one phrase that you can point this all to was let them play. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, well, what, in your opinion, should we finally effing define what let them play means? Like, is this like, I I guess I'm just curious about what level of accountability or what I'm just curious because it feels like we're operating in, I don't know if the phrase operating in a vacuum applies to this situation, but you know, I I guess in the fury of me trying to figure out what exactly to, to, to frame this as basically since if, if this is going to continue to be a non defined thing, what amount of frustration are we going to allow ourselves to reach then obviously we can keep ourselves, first of all, sane. But then second of all, that these games can actually still be conducted in a professional. No, yeah. In, in a professional. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes, it's sports. Yes, it's all that stuff. So, um, yeah. No, I, I understand what you're saying. So, uh, I definitely have a couple thoughts on this because I think it's a it, it, it's a seemingly relatively simple question, but I do think it actually has complex repercussions because. When we've talked about this in the past, like specifically in the recent past when we had Dan Carcillo on and, you know, I talked about how I grew up in the era of like, for example, Scott Stevens, open ice hits, et cetera, which would now be suspension worthy um, because times have changed. Well, we don't know. Oh, we actually, don't. We don't know. That is a very good question. But you, you, yeah. By the letter yeah, of the yeah, law, yeah. They, they would be but suspension yeah. worthy. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the time oh, they were yeah. perfectly legal. Now. I, I do think in the same way 
that we have to be willing to give up some of what we grew up, at least for some of us, loving about hockey in order to make the game better overall. And, you know, I think like there is an aspect of a lot of fans and and I'm 100 percent, including myself, that has this instinctual, emotional, uh, just natural reaction to a big hit or a fight, that adrenaline rush. Like we like that feeling. I mean, there's a reason why when there's a fight, everybody's on their feet, uh, including people that were, you know, are not normally that, you know, of that temperament outside of the game. Right. Uh, you yep. know, like, like that, that level of adrenaline and kind of communal, uh, I, I think bloodlust might be a little over the top, but you get the idea. Um, and so I think we, we have to, we have to be willing to get rid of that aspect of the game in order to make the game better overall in terms of number one, allowing players to be able to play more, but because they're not injured. Um, and also to, positively affect their quality of life after they retire. And we talked about that, you know, I think that makes sense. I think it's the same thing when, when it comes to officiating in the playoffs, because I do think that if we made the changes that we need to do, which to be honest, very easily is apply the same standard in the playoffs that you apply in the regular season, because I, I am I am not the not the first one to say this, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm pretending to come up with this idea because I've read it in other places. But the idea of letting them play is a lie because you're not letting them play. You're keeping them from playing by allowing the other team to grab and hold them and tackle them. And you know, so I mean I remember there was a game and and, and I don't even remember the team, and I'm 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 glad I don't because I don't want to make it sound like it's one team. It's basically every team does this. You know, there's a game where uh, in the playoffs, of course, in the first round where somebody comes in, takes a shot on goal. As soon as they take it, they get cross checked in the back so hard that they go flying. There's another player that is close to getting the puck and he is literally tackled by the other team. No penalty. Now, that 100 percent needs to be a penalty. Right. Now, here's the thing yep. that we're going to lose. We, yeah. we, now, yeah. now, I'm guessing if you're if, if you're if you're following my logic on here. What is the thing that we're going to have to give up in order to have a better game? Well, obviously, an amount of physical contact, right? We're we're, we're literally... Well, yes. yes, And uh, I think I'm missing something. So go ahead. Finish your point. (laughs) Long playoff overtime hockey. Oh, yes. Okay. Because if you call the game the way it's meant to be called, you're not going to get four overtime games. You're just not. Yeah. Because... Teams are going to be so tired that they're not going to be able to legally stop the player. So they're going to have to trip them or tackle them or hold them. And I do think that there is a part of me that is sad because I love playoff overtime hockey. And and, and don't get me wrong. We would still have overtime. I mean, we have overtime in the regular season. You know, I I do. We would still have overtime. We just wouldn't get these super long marathon overtimes that are such an important part of hockey in terms of like the cultural zeitgeist, I guess, you know, like, like if, if you, if you talk about, if you ask somebody who's not a hockey fan about hockey, specifically in the playoffs, that's probably, if not the first thing, one of the first things they're going to talk about is like overtime, you yeah. know, and how exciting it is. Like, Oh, I'm not even a fan. And like, I was on the edge of my seat, you know, for an hour. And it sucks that we would lose that, but I think we have to, because what we have now is unsustainable. Um, like I got, I, I don't really like, I'm rooting for Carolina against Boston. 
but it's not like it's going to ruin my life if Boston wins, right? I, yeah. I, I, I don't want them to win, but it's not like I'm going to, you know, it's going to make me stop watching hockey or something. Yeah. But I was literally angry watching that game. And I, and I don't have a, you know, I'm not a fan of either team. I don't have a dog in the hunt. And I was furious at the officiating because it's just so woefully bad. And it's been bad in almost every game I've watched on some level. Yeah. Yeah, I think when when we're when we're getting at the give and take, what what are we sacrificing? What are we going for? What what's what's the what's the trade off here? I think when you look at how in is indoctrinated the right word. I like how I'm the resident person. I'm like I know the word, but I don't know how to use the word. Basically, we've all been conditioned to, like you said, react strongly, viscerally to big hits because of that era of the Stevens and, and the pronger shenanigans. Right. So I feel like, well, my generation, yes, of our, and our generation, why I feel like, yes, it would be kind of tough for us to kind of lose a little bit of that because we identify with that. But the problem was at that time too. think about the, the inverse reinforcement about how we were told that it was okay. Right. Like mm-hmm. think about how, Yes, guys still got hurt, but like in terms of finding out about it, finding out about, you know, guys being, you know, unable to see for for months or, or, you know, especially with Korea being a a sterling example of like what's weird is like how the league basically made a, a a strong marketing push around his situation. And now looking back, you're like, wow, that is gross. It is gross. The the idea that they would basically use. Korea's situation as as basically a selling point of watch the game, whereas now knowing what we know, it's like kind of horrifying because you're watching this commercial and you're like, oh, so, you know, he's very much passed out. Oh, yeah, but then he comes back and he scores a goal. Oh, yeah, because, of course, in a microcosm, yes, that's exactly what the league is like. People get hit, they get back up. Yep, that's good old hockey, but that's not what happens. <laughs> we're not – there's obviously an after story to that where it's like, yeah. And then after that, he left the game for a while because he couldn't function as a human being. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, I would be totally in favor of at least having the broad mega discussion. I don't know who you have it between. Is it between the league and the players association is it between the league players association and, and the, the refing of the officiating, the uh, uh, guild and whatnot. So I, I, I just feel like that there's, overwhelming especially in light of recent uh, testimony from Batman still denying that there's a link between <laughs> between this stuff the, like it is so important to change something you know and, the, and this you know granted yes that's more on like the concussion side of things but granted it's a result of how you're officiating right so like I, I, I'm very curious that you know yes we haven't had one happen you know, too 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 heavily at it, save for the, the 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 McAvoy hit, which earned him a game suspension. Which, to quote my good friend Peter, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> I mean, I, enough I do pretty much have that as a macro now. It's like F five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every um, time it happens. Yep. Not enough. Not going to be enough. Yeah, and I think I mean, uh, you know, we talked about last time about like ways to improve the quality of officiating in the playoffs or, or just in general talking about things like adding the possibility of some type of fourth official 
um, or I guess it would be fifth official because there's two referees and a linesman um, or two referees and two linesmen. I mean, uh, you know, adding somebody maybe either to sit in the penalty, so, sit, you know, with the, the scorekeeper, et cetera, or somewhere in the arena or even at a remote place to be watching the game and to basically be an extra set of eyes that are looking for things that are not just what the referees would see. Um, I mean, I, I do think that there is some value to that. I do think that that's something that that should at least be looked at. I'm not going to say I think they should definitely implement it because I do think, like we talked about, you know, there definitely are some trade-offs. There definitely are some uh, drawbacks to doing that. And I think as, as long as they do like a proper uh, – investigation i mean that's a horrible word but uh you know like, like a look into how that would work and what unintended consequences there could be etc i think that would be something to look at but at the same time like i really do feel strongly that just the very basic idea of calling it in the playoffs like it's called in the regular season would fix a lot of the problems and also one thing i, I wanted to mention that i forgot uh to say earlier is that it's unfair to it's unfair to teams it's unfair to teams it's unfair to players because you are basically asked to build a team that can compete under one set of rules and then when they get into the playoffs they have to then compete under a different set of rules and that's not fair it's not especially when there's no clear delineation of what those rules are Right. It's like it's it, you know, there there was an image that I uh, I forget if it was Twitter or Instagram, but it was basically showing like what the what the rule book looks like during the regular season and what it looks like in the, in the postseason. It's like regular season, nice, very well manicured, uh, uh, well kept book. And then the playoffs, it's like two two sheets of paper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, OK. Well, that's sad, but OK. Well, yeah, I, either way, where we are right now. We're, we're, we're going to see it happen, right? So, obviously, one game has already been played. Uh, Boston took that game because they're jerks uh, against a bunch of jerks, and yeah. uh, which is kind of sad. Um, but, you know, that's what we've seen already so far through two rounds, Pete, is uh, Carolina Hurricanes know how to bounce back. Oh, yeah. Which is, I, which I is certainly am not really – uh, yeah, I am not writing them off. I – I, I I pick them to win this, and I think it's definitely a lot of it's definitely an emotional pick uh, because I do think that if I had to pick logically, and and I, I would pick uh, I would pick Boston. I think Boston is overall a better team in the playoffs than Carolina is, but at the same time, I I I would not be surprised at all for Carolina to win the series. I think they could easily win not only the series, I think they could win I think any of the four teams left could easily win the cup. Like I would not be surprised if any of the four teams left. I would not be surprised if any of the four teams remaining won the Stanley Cup. Agreed. Yeah. I think it's just a while it's not the final four that I think many people could have imagined, I mean maybe what like uh, San Jose and Boston, yeah, I think like most people could like kind of see that happening, but you know, for for half of the Final Four to be teams that you know largely everybody kind of wrote off, yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. So now you've actually got I I like that at least for me there are like some stakes here because hmm. you've got you know San Jose trying to you know uh, still chase their their first cup ever, and then so is St. Louis, but we're talking about <laughs> two stretches of misery, right? Yeah. Where it's like. Yeah, the Sharks have been good, like so, like so good for so long, and like you know, like for long time they didn't like, you know, I would I would love to do one of those uh, hold my beer memes with like San Jose going like, you know, yeah, man, you know, like 
we you know we've won the regular season so many times and then we like it takes forever to just even get to the cup final and then the same blues the blues are standing there with their with their like ofer in the cup final for like four years in a row or something going like hold my beer <laughs> please yeah. do not tell me about misery <laughs> and ter- and terrible memories yeah we've done this longer than you and so, so yeah so speaking speaking of that just real quick because uh I, you know, based on the time we've we've been recording, I do want to get to the interview in a minute. Um, but I want to make sure that uh, with our 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 East Coast bias that we don't give the Western Conference short shrift. Um, I think the reason that we talked about the Eastern Conference this time is because they've actually played a game. Uh, you know, the the Eastern Conference final has has uh, has played game one, and the Western Conference final starts tomorrow night as we record it. So we have San Jose, we have St. Louis. Both of these teams are coming off of game seven victories, um, which is obviously, you know, amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Et cetera. <laughs> uh, yes, it, it is. Very nerve wracking for, uh, you know, for fans of those teams, of course. Um, and it's basically just like, uh, what would you say? Um, it, it's like that tweet. Uh, I think it's like John, John Boyce, where it's like. Why do I something about like you know why do I need to watch playoff hockey? I could just snort cocaine and drive a motorcycle off a cliff. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it, you know it's basically yeah. like that. I think, uh, you know, and 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 I mean if you look at it like the San Jose Avalanche uh, game seven was four three or no not four three three to two. I'm sorry, it was three to two. Uh, so that was obviously a very very close game. Um, and then uh, the St. Louis Dallas game was two overtimes game seven so the, you know both of these teams are coming off of really hard-fought victories against really good teams dallas and colorado proved themselves to be very good teams in this uh this year's playoffs uh so who who do you think who do you think has the advantage in this series coming up in the west i gotta i have to say st louis because they're they're playing with house money because they obviously didn't think that they'd get this far with this group you're riding you know bennington's been this like out of nowhere i think i think they have the advantage because they're they're playing loose they they know that they're you know they're, they're obviously playing hard and and whatnot but they're i feel like they've still got a little bit of the the wonder and whimsy that mm-hmm. you get when you're in the playoffs for so long where you're like wow it's the it's the playoffs Whereas like San Jose, this is like chapter 35 in like the grind, right? Like they're here we are again. All right. Now we're back in the conference final. Okay. What did we do wrong last time? Okay. Let's not do that. You know, I I feel like the, the advantage is like St. Louis is, you know, in a pretty good groove and just playing to and playing. Whereas I feel like maybe San Jose can, you know, I, I, I worry about them maybe getting their heads a little too much and, um, you know, with, with their 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 recent history and whatnot, so I, I I'd give it to I'd give it to St. Louis because they have you know, and, and that's what's funny too. We've got these teams that are not fresh, yeah, right. So now we're actually getting two teams that are going to be very uh, endurance mm-hmm. and energy conscious, but um, also that's that's kind of a that's kind of a that's kind of a travel that's not a that's not a nothing trip to St. Oh, Louis yeah. to, to California. So, you know, we've, there there's going to be some travel stuff involved with how ready these teams are. So, um, yeah, my my opinion my opinion is 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 St. Louis. I think, you know, finally getting the conference final, it's going to do something to 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 change whatever's going on. Sure. But that's just me. What about you, Peter? Well, let's see. If I'm going by my alphabetical pick, which uh, which got me both Eastern Conference quarterfinal uh, semifinal games correct. 
I I guess I would have to go. Well, I guess it would depend on how you do it, right? Because like S A N or S A I or but you could look at it as S T. Yes. Anyway, I I'm gonna pick San Ho- I'm gonna pick San Jose. Uh, not to be contrarian, uh, you know. I mean, as much as I like being contrarian, that, that's not the reason. Um, I think huh, I don't know. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I haven't been able to watch a lot of the West just because of the the game times. Um, yes. You know, I, I try to watch as much as I can on the weekends. But I mean, I I get you know I, I live in New Jersey. I get up at five a.m. every day for school. Uh, well, for work and. I can't stay up past 10 o'clock without being really tired the next day. And typically that's when a lot of these Western conference games start. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to watch the game on Saturday uh, because I, you know, I definitely want to get, uh, you know, I want to be able to, to, to see some of that. So, so we can talk about it uh, next episode, but I don't know. I think I, I'm going to go with a very simple reason. And it's actually going to transition us into the interview because I have, some, I have a friend who, likes san jose and not just like san jose you know <laughs> is the managing editor uh for fear the fin uh the sb nation san jose website and that is c morley and we're going to be talking with c in uh in just a minute on our interview our guest for this episode is c morley the managing editor for fear the fin the sb nation site for san jose uh, as well as somebody who's involved in um, a, a good amount of podcast activity. And we, we can talk about that a little bit more later. Um, so obviously with San Jose being in the Western Conference Finals, uh, game one is going to be tonight as we record this on Saturday. Uh, so we thought that this would be a perfect opportunity to have C back for a second time. So how are you doing today? Good. I'm going to sound real stupid that we're recording this before game one, but <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> well, that's okay because like I, I imagine, you know, if it's it's five o'clock right now and the game starts in th- about three hours, uh, plus after all the opening festivities, probably like three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> so so I imagine that the, uh, the, the, the kind of nerves haven't set in yet for game one or have they? I don't know. I'm... I don't know if it's just me that I'm not much of a nervous person, but I think the the mood around Sharks fans um, now having gone through two Game 7s yeah. is uh, it's pretty chill. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty well at peace having been on the brink of elimination uh, twice already, so... I don't. I don't know about nerves yet. <laughs> now I, I'm going to start off with with what I hope to be kind of a fun question. Uh, <laughs> I, I always say like I hope because I'm like oh dear God I hope they like this. Um, because of the the fun time bendy uh, aspects of recording podcasts in multiple sections, uh, we have actually recorded the segment that's going to come after this uh, already. It's already happened. We recorded it yesterday. So listeners will hear it after this interview. So in that segment that will come up after the interview, Jay and I talk about the Sharks opponent, the St. Louis Blues, who have taken on a terrible song as their battle cry. <laughs> uh, and so so in that segment, we are going to our listeners are going to hear us go through and try to figure out what songs uh, each of the other three teams should should adopt as their battle cry song for this. Um, and so I remember I came up with, uh, Oh, actually, no, never mind. 
obviously, since we're going to play that after, we're going to save the ones that we came up with because that would be kind of redundant. It'll <laughs> take away any suspense for a third of the bit. <laughs> yeah, we, we can talk about the one that we know for sure we aren't including because I am uh, what known as a layman <laughs> because I, I, I picked a song uh, by ZZ Top because of the beard connection. But then upon listening closely to the lyrics of said ZZ Top song, I realized I would have uh, completely alienated myself from the group of people that I hope to continue to have lives with and <laughs> friendships and good and networking opportunities with. So congratulations, Legs by ZZ Top. You, you, have, a, you, have, a tr- you have a tremendous guitar riff but you have lyrics that are are woefully woefully out of date so i mean i mean again we could go back and rewrite the song and maybe we could salvage it but uh for for those listeners at home you'd you you can be spared my complete obliviousness to 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 picking legs so yeah so and and the Uh, funny part is that i've already edited it (laughs) i've already edited it out so um but yeah yeah during the editing process uh i texted jay and i was like i don't really know if she's got legs she knows how to use them is really uh good for hockey is for everyone i don't know if that's really (laughs) the message that we want to send because obviously you know like he said it's it is a fun song in terms of like music and stuff but um, uh on the flip side it might send the wrong message yeah yeah my my reasoning was completely separate from the actual material that was described in said song upon learning it it's as we say in the business better safe than sorry so so for everyone out there, it was not Legs that I chose. It is a different song, and you'll have to actually listen to the rest of the episode to find out what it is. Yeah, so, so with all that being said, this is, this is a classic, for sure, long wind-up to a question. See, what song would you choose for San Jose? <laughs> uh, the only thing that comes to mind is uh, a couple of years ago, the Sharks had a a competition, like a voting thing for their new goal song. Okay. And there was a LMFAO remix mm-hmm. <laughs> um, where of like, oh, what is it called? What's the name of the actual? I can't remember the actual name of the song, but the shots, 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 oh, shots, okay, yeah. shots, shots, where they're saying sharks. Oh, and, okay. Uh, it sounds like they're saying sharks. It's <laughs> <which, laughs> hilarious. And it is so good. Like, it's so, like, perfect like everything about it is so funny and like uh it's still kind of like a hype song like that is immediately what i think of um and it's an absolute tragedy that that is not their goal song (laughs) that that didn't win um so that's off the top of my head um yeah i can't really think of anything else there's no like famous musicians from san jose other than smash mouth like that's it (laughs) so it's hard to like get that tie-in yeah um, like the area yeah so i don't know maybe all-star yeah. i mean why not it's really upsetting they didn't get up for the all-star game <laughs> hey now it's the playoffs it's the playoffs <laughs> score goals hey, yeah it could work it could oh, work yeah. if you if you if you do like I a little mean, weird owl remix maybe yeah <laughs> i mean i mean let's be, let's be honest trying to pick a song for the sharks might as well be walking on the sun you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> beautiful it's hard um so uh see uh as as someone who has um i I, i'm sorry i have to bring this up because pete i just realized this uh we recently spoke with the uh wonderful allison lucan and i fear that that was the kiss of death 
<laughs> that was the kiss of death for the Blue Jackets. So I, I'm sort of apologizing in advance <laughs> if you coming onto our show uh, has has bad uh, uh, vibes uh, for your team. However, I, I, I'm also not caring because I can kind of point to a couple of playoff series. Oh, gosh, back, back when a certain team was still in the Western Conference that couldn't advance as far as they could were it not for team that was also in the western conference I yeah can't put my dude fa- name uh jamie baker i i think <laughs> yeah baker, yeah, I think, that, yeah that's right doesn't yeah. mean anything to you yeah yeah, so, yeah it's weird yeah for some reason the the just sh- a shrieking sound of the name setaguchi setaguchi just keeps coming up in the head but um but anyways, uh, that that sad uh, come up and decide, which I'm sure will not in any way affect your mood leading into the first game tonight. Um, oh, I'm absolutely I want... blaming you if they lose. <laughs> oh, okay. 100%. <laughs> yes. Fair enough. Fair That's enough. What I figured. Absolutely. Um, so I've been seeing a lot of talk about uh, Jumbo Joe and uh, <laughs> what what his uh, lasting legacy will be. Um, is it, what are your thoughts on? Because I think I saw you tweet earlier today about wanting to have a Sharks Bruins final just to have it be the 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 Jumbo Joe's Cup final, which I think I think would be really fun. But uh, what is what what because of his longevity, what what have you? Why is he still here? <laughs> <laughs> what is what is happening? I've seen probably He's every an old guy shade of a cup, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. What old guy without yeah. a cup. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, well, I, yeah. I just feel I mean, like his beard is starting to be the the actual shade of silver that the Stanley Cup is. Like that's how long he's been around. So, but he's still incredibly effective. I think, um, you know, a couple years ago when it was Marlowe and Thornton were approaching free agency together, um, a lot of fans wanted to keep Marlowe and figured that Jumbo Joe would go, and we're kind of at peace with it because you know Joe Thornton had played on another team. Patrick Marlowe hadn't so we, we we thought that like if one of them was likely to stay and the other was likely to go that it would be Marlowe who stayed because this is the only team he's ever known and it ended up you know being the opposite and as much as it like literally it pains me to say like that worked out for the best because you know Marlowe struggled a lot these playoffs you know even just this season um and and it was because um you know he's getting up there in age and, and Joe Thornton miraculously through, you know, two repaired knees has still managed to be so effective. You know, any other team would be grateful to have him on their, their first or second line and San Jose gets to have him on their third line. Mm. Like that is wild. (laughs) You know, Um, I don't think Jumbo is leaving until he gets a cup. Um, You know, (laughs) we literally (laughs) have been saying for like the last four years, like, oh, this is it, this is it for Jumbo, this is going to be it for Jumbo, and then he signs another one-year contract, and we're like, this is going to be it for Jumbo, and then he signs another (laughs) one-year contract. So, um, you know, honestly, I think even if the Sharks win a cup this year, he might still stick around another year. I think he still has it in him. Um, What, I like, actually worries me is having seen Yager in his last season, um, I would hate for Joe to go out that way. Like, that's it. Like, I don't want him to to run himself into the ground, um, and and I think he has enough sense not to do that. I think you know he knows how much hockey he's got left in him, and he's thank God he still has it. You know, mm. 
Yeah, it's like I mean, on, on the Red Wings side, as like an analog. Now, obviously, I'm, I'm not saying they're exact. I mean, they're completely different types of players. Uh, you know, you have Nicholas Cronwall, who obviously is not as effective as he used to be, but you know, he's still able to play in the NHL without being. I mean, to be honest, it was kind of crazy. He was the least of the Red Wings veteran defensive problems last year. Um, well, yeah, y'all had Trevor Daly still, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he seems, like seems like a great guy. Like, everybody seems oh, to really wonderful. like him. But yeah, wonderful human. Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that contract. And, uh, you know, just, just, I mean, we could have signed him for a dollar. I just didn't think he was a good addition <laughs> to the team, as, as it is now. Obviously, he was very effective earlier in his career. Um, but, you know, like, you know there, there's that thing on the Detroit side where, you know, Cronwall is basically if he plays one more season, he can get to I think it's like a thousand games or uh, with with Detroit. Jay, am I right? Is that a thousand games? Uh, yeah. So yeah, very very close to that. Yeah. It's 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 very nice that um, we decided to sign uh, Swedish players that are. Um... <laughs> What's what's the word? Very cool with where they are. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Hank, Hank yeah. Uh, uh, Nicholas. Uh, I mean, well, okay, so that's funny because that's our seg- uh, our, our through line here because uh, you're benefiting from the presence of one of our Swedes that was supposed to be heir apparent, but <laughs> it just, just, just couldn't put it together, but, um, you know, with, with Nyquist and whatnot. But, yeah, so I'd say on average, yeah, our Swedes stay for, like, the long <laughs> – <laughs> longest time <laughs> yeah so actually just just out of, out of curiosity because I, I, I don't get to see western coast teams play very often just because i'm uh i get up really early uh so so how how has nyquist been fitting in i mean i've heard pretty good thing like it seems like he hasn't been putting up a ton of points but most people i see seem to be pretty happy with his impact on the team is that is that true or yeah i think so i think you know it's weird because you look at how fans reacted to Eric Carlson versus how they reacted to, to Gus Nyquist. And it's, they're both players that their underlying numbers are really good. You can tell that they're doing things to drive play. Um, And for some reason, when it's Carlson, who's not getting on the score sheet, people get mad. But when it's Nyquist, they're like, Oh, but we can tell he's still doing good things. I don't get that dissonance. It's a little weird for me, but um, you know, for the most part, you know, fans, fans like Nyquist, uh, that was a really smart move, I think, um, other than the fact that Doug Wilson should have got a goaltender, but <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were all pulling for Howard, but it's crazy because um, Nyquist was one of those that, that we just brought up at Fear the Fin. Like, we had no um, no insider information or anything that he was on Wilson's radar, just something that uh, Eric Fowle, one of our writers, brought up and he was like, I think that this would be an awesome trade target. And then all of a sudden, the Sharks play Detroit, and then the next night, uh, <laughs> Nyquist is part of the Sharks. Like, it's just this crazy kind of circumstance. Um, we think Fear the Fin has quite a bit of power in the Sharks organization. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's our conspiracy theory. <laughs> but yeah, we like him. We're, we're, we're big fans. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, see, what is, um, I, 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 I remember at the beginning of the playoffs looking at Martin Jones and thinking, you know, that's a nice block of Swiss cheese right there. And then, <laughs> and then not. So, so how, how have, uh, how have Sharks fans come to embrace, uh, the beautiful disaster that, that, that Jones was at the start, but has seemed to pretty much figured it out, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird. I don't think anyone has 
Well, I can't say anyone because there are a lot of yes men in San Jose who certainly have 100% faith in Martin Jones. But I think the fan base is a little more realistic and uh, we don't take the level that Martin Jones is playing at now for granted because at any point, he I mean, he was the worst goaltender <laughs> in the NHL this season. Not Maybe not the worst, I think, but um, I know the tandem of him and uh, Aaron Dell was like the worst. And, um, and, and, you know, you look at that and you're like, well, you're going to regress to the mean eventually. Um, (laughs) We're just kind of hoping that the small sample size of, of playoff Martin Jones, as he's been dubbed um, over the years, uh, that he can stick it out. I think I'm trying to remember if this was something that um, Shang, one of our writers that he, he got um, some information that like, um, Jones had, had changed his playing style over the summer. And, like, that's something that, you know, goaltenders in the summer, they do a lot of repetition, and then getting out of that in season is really difficult. Um, so changing the way he's been playing all season when he's been playing very badly all season has <laughs> <laughs> um, still been kind of difficult for him to get out of. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's... <laughs> It's just weird. It's one of those things where you you think you never feel fully confident that like, well, Martin Jones is playing well, but maybe next period it's all going to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> it is really that that uh, insecure. I, I mean, it's interesting with that goalie position. It's kind of like, uh, um, you know, obviously Bobrovsky has has gone through a lot of ups and downs, um, you know, in the regular season and in the playoffs, of course. Uh and I mean, the Sharks are up against a team that has a, a goaltender that has has caught fire uh, the second half of the season and in the playoffs so far um, in, in Jordan Bennington. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be interesting to see if 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 he can still maintain the level of play that he's had for you know, this, like I said, the second half of the season, the playoffs overall, or if he's uh, if if uh, the clock's going to strike midnight and he's going to turn back into a pumpkin. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Bennington isn't infallible, um, and he he's a goaltender who likes to play the puck, and that is something where the Sharks can take advantage, especially because um, we found out kind of early into the season that the team as a whole, when uh, Eric Carlson was acquired, changed their playing style, and uh, the head coach, Peter DeBoer, he, he emphasized taking more offensive risks, because... Mm-hmm. They have so much offensive power on their blue line now that that they can do that, that they can make those kind of riskier plays um, and and take advantage of the talent that they have. So it's led to, I think, a little bit weaker defense, but they also have pretty strong guys on the back end. So um, when you've got a goaltender that likes to play the puck, I think that the Sharks have plenty of guys who are going to get in there and take advantage of that. Yeah, so quick, quick... uh... Uh, topic change, but as we're recording this on, on Skype, I can see the the wall behind you is uh, <laughs> is filled with headwear, a headgear, yes. <laughs> lots of different hats. So, what what's your favorite one? Um, I actually I just got one um, that isn't up on the wall yet. Um, someone sent me a retro sharks hat that's mm-hmm. really cool. It's got the retro sharks uh, logo, but it's like in neon colors because that's mm-hmm. kind of their thing for playoffs this year. Um, they're stylizing everything like neon kind of nineties. Um, but I also have a, uh, Minnesota wild one. That's a pride one. Um, mm-hmm. and it's all black 
and the wild logo is in black, but it's mm-hmm. detailed in rainbow. Cool. I, I love that one. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. My goal is to get one for every team in the league, but I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I get I get one at every arena I go to as mm. well. So cool. Yeah, lots of them. <laughs> speaking, speaking of arenas, I, I do have to, to – regale everyone with the tremendous gaffe that I committed earlier this year because the San Jose Sharks made an appearance at the brand new uh, pizzeria <laughs> and and it was literally like I think five seconds before puck drop I was like you know I should have probably seen if I could have gotten tickets for C let's just let, <laughs> let me just let me just check in with her to see if that was something that would have made sense and then I was like you know what this is going to make things worse because then she's going to feel like she could have been there, but it's like, you know what? No, no, we have, I have to follow through with this. I'm just being a nice person. I'm checking in and then whammy. It was literally like the day of, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was literally it was like, like super last it was, minute. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was bonkers. I, I, I again, I apologize because that's totally something I could have tried to make an effort to arrange, but you know, now, now we know because you know, there's, there's actually a pretty decent gift shop with uh, a, a fantastic selection of hats that I'm sure will, um, you know, adorn your your hat wall as it were. Which Pete, I, I got to be honest, it's like the the wall behind her. It's kind of like the wall of heads from Game of Thrones, right? <laughs> is that is I that? A, I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair description. Yeah. Um, I actually don't think I've gotten. I don't think I got a hat at the the Pete's Arena. I have one from the Joe Lewis. Yeah. Um, but I've been to Little Caesars. I want to say three times i know i saw the sharks there um two years ago um and i saw the sabers and mm. i i feel like there was one other game that i went to and i can't think of who it was off the top of my head um <laughs> so i have been there i just haven't actually bought a hat there so i need to do that i need to get on it yeah jay's uh jay's game of thrones illusion actually made me uh, made me think of a question. Um, actually, I, I was I was planning to ask this at some point, but it seems like it's a good good segue into it. Um, <laughs> so, j- just in case, cause actually earlier in the podcast we uh, we talked a little Avengers Endgame and we put like a one minute spoiler warning so people could fast forward if they haven't heard it, but uh, or seen the movie. But we you know we're not going to talk spoilers or anything. But there was a really interesting uh, tweet thread. Uh, I don't know if it was today or like like I, I saw it today um, about. Basically, the reason that the that the television show has seemed a lot different for the last couple years, and well, the short version is they were talking about, uh, you know, in writing the difference between being a plotter and being what they what they refer to as like a pants, which like flying by the seat of your pants. Um, mm-hmm. Like for example, you know, like Stephen King. Uh, you know, for, just in case our if our listeners haven't read the thread, I don't want you to. You know, I want well, you kind of know what we're talking about. So, you know, for example, like George R. R. Martin or like Stephen King, they don't have this elaborate outline. Like they, I'm sure they have an idea of what's going to happen, but they basically create these characters and they they just write to find the story. Whereas a plotter would, you know, have have a you know much more detailed outline, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. as a writer, as a writer, where do you think you fit? Ooh, that's an interesting question because mm. I actually studied playwriting. Cool. Um, yeah, so I, I didn't go to J school, not a journalism major. I studied playwriting and, um, well, creative writing with a, a focus in playwriting, and I did a lot of directing and stuff along with that. So uh, I am not a plotter at all. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I can't write 
um, like outlines. That was always anytime I had to do an outline for an assignment, um, pretty much my entire academic career, I would write the assignment and then pull the outline out of yeah. it. Like I would just end up doing my assignment way early and turning in an outline based on what I'd already written because I can't, I my brain just doesn't work like that. I think, I don't know, I have ADD, so it's a little hard to, to like sit and focus and like, you're, you're going to do this and then this and then this. So I'm definitely not a plotter. I am very much, uh, let's write and see where this goes. <laughs> and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's cool though. Cause you end up, um, you know, kind of with a different, um, different ending or a different, uh, conclusion than you you thought you were going to when you started writing. So that's always kind of cool as a writer. Nice. Yeah, I think um, you know writing for the site. There's I, I kind of find like I have different types of articles, and you know like the stats based stuff I write. Obviously, like I think you kind of have to have a, a, an outline. You have to plan it a lot more. But you know, like I didn't do as many this year. But like back when I used to do like the game recaps, obviously. I'm not planning that out. I'm just writing as I go, and I don't know. I I, th- I think e- each way has its benefits. I think I think it's kind of fun to write in the moment and just not really worry about where it's going and just kind of find your way as you go through. Um, but then it's also a little, you know, you know, you, you know, as you're going, like you can't really see the landing, you know, and you yeah. have to just have faith that you're gonna you're gonna find it. Um, yeah. So I I, I I thought it was an interesting. You know, it, it led to a lot of interesting uh, ideas, I think. Yeah, I think, you know, sometimes with hockey writing, um, the closest I will get to an outline is is getting your headings, <laughs> getting like, and this is a, with more kind of stats-based stuff or, or, you know, some of the series that we do. It's like you write out your headings and then I will just jump around between them. <laughs> yeah. It's just whatever my brain wants to write in that moment. Um, and... I just, I've never known how to write any other way. It's crazy. I've been writing like my whole life and I have never learned how to plan to write. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's wild. But you've gone against the grain, much like left-handed people. You can exist. I am also (laughs) left-handed. See? I'm glad glad we figured this out. Um, Small sidebar, as Pete was introducing this plotting pantsing thing, I, I had sent a photo of a hat that I own. Uh, the, uh, uh, to see in in a secret uh, mid intro uh, <laughs> direct direct message and in all caps she said I want so I'll, 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 I did tweet out the photo earlier in the year but I'll tweet it out again as a good luck charm it's it's so good it's, on, it's yeah. honestly one of one of my very favorite old hats and uh, 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 just I want you to imagine gangster pinstripes meets. Uh, meets a font with jagged edges to make it look like shark's teeth, and that's what this <laughs> thing looks like. So I love that. So. Anything, any shark stuff that has like the the shark's teeth in it, I love it. That's like yeah. my favorite thing that they do. Oh so man, that, that, Jay, that we're gonna need to save that for our parody version. Gangster oh. shark teeth, 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 teeth. Gangster <laughs> shark teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as oh, as dear. a shark fan, like, um. Well, first of all, I mean, like, growing up in the 90s, like, shark stuff was just so cool. Like, I wasn't even really into the NHL when I was a kid. Uh, my brothers were. They were huge Red Wings fans. But, like, you know, I still, I still, like, saw shark stuff, and I was like, ooh, I want it. Cause, like, the teal and the orange, and it was all so, like, just so 90s. So yeah. 90s. And, and it was cool. And, uh, <laughs> you know, in the, the early 2000s, I don't know if you guys remember, if you would have, I don't know if you're that much older than I am, but... um the like 
kids would wear like shark teeth necklaces like that was like a cool oh, thing oh yes oh like, yes as a shark fan i want to bring that back <laughs> like i want that to be like a thing again <laughs> um yeah i think i probably still have one in storage <laughs> so i think that out like try and rock it <laughs> so uh we we have a game see that uh, uh i was we thought about doing it as one of our uh, just J and P segments, but we realized that this is something that should not be held back from the rest of the world. So uh, we wanted we wanted to include you on it. So it, it it's kind of a game, but it's more like kind of a free form uh, discussion where um, uh, the I got this idea from a recent article has revealed that the Kraken has been eliminated as a possible name for the Seattle expansion team, which I know there are a lot of Kraken fans out there that were really hoping that we could have pulled it through. But uh, sadly, uh, Dave Tippett announced that Kraken is not moving on. It will not, we will not see you in LA Kraken. <laughs> it's, they, the other, other contestants will be going out there for us. But it, it also got me thinking, you know, what if we could just, for no reason whatsoever, no no pertinent reason whatsoever. <laughs> what if we found a way? Uh, what if we just decided to re? You know, on the subject of teams getting their first names, what if we started to? What if we just renamed every, most or any <laughs> or all of the teams? In, as soon as you NHL? said every, I got very nervous. I was like, <laughs> I was like that's I mean, a lot. You know, not not, not that we so have to do that, but yeah, yeah. There was, you know, we we weren't really meaning to go too far far with it, but we were just thinking, like, you know, over the years we've we've come to know teams. So, so Pete, I was thinking maybe if we decided to rename teams, maybe we just rename a couple of our rivals, right? Like we Ooh. we still like our. We still like our favorite teams' names, right? But we did. But for the teams that we hate, we've now found some sort of secret key to the universe that allows us to retroactively rename that team to a to a different name based solely on our our pettiness and our and our judgment. So, um, I, I I would like to raise my hand as an example to go first. Um, the uh, because the team has has uh, been able to enjoy. Tremendous success over this last decade, but now have finally decided started their uh, swift and uh, nice descent. Even though they did get what they've got the number two or number three pick this year, uh, the I, I've decided to I'm going to rename the Blackhawks to the Chicago Ninny Muggins. They, <laughs> they they will they will they will forever now be known as uh, Ninny Muggins, the Mugs for short, because uh, there's there's absolutely nothing intimidating about being a ninny muggin right there's no fear you can't say it with any amount of seriousness and not just start laughing so congratulations chicago you have earned your new moniker good luck trying to find a overly racist logo for ninny muggins this <laughs> oh i i i think they they, they could say challenge accepted so uh... <laughs> see okay listen when this was this uh game was presented to me uh pre-recording i was thinking that this was something like that, like the Kraken, we were supposed to come up with something like, I don't, something uh, a little like tied to the city or like that would be a cool. So like for Chicago, like I was trying, like literally Chicago came to my brain and I was immediately like, like the only thing I think of with Chicago because I'm constantly traveling there is um, (laughs) like smog. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you can go into Chicago. Mm. Granted, it's more yeah. Gary than Chicago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's way like, more Gary. All I can think of is like uh, the creature from the mist. Like that. That's yeah. all. Like, oh like, yeah. That doesn't roll off the tongue. Already, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's now all I'm gonna think of the Chicago's hockey team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, depending on how big you make the jerseys, you can call it the uh, the Chicago, the mists, the movie, <laughs> not the Stephen King novel that it was based off of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little wordy but i think they can handle it <laughs> yeah i mean you know just get a tidy url uh thing that you could just you yeah know, yeah in. yeah everybody's all about bitly right that's, that's yeah all yeah uh on their jerseys their logo will just be like a qr code <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> for a second i thought you were gonna say the chicago chicago's based on the band chicago and just oh, like their yeah. logo would be just be a picture of the band chicago but oh uh, so so i i have come up with one um and i have the st louis comets and here's the reasoning behind it, because okay. just like Halley's Comet comes around once every 75 years, <laughs> St. Louis is relevant about once every 75 seasons, and we are now in we are now uh, in their their time to shine before they wow. exit the orbit again and and travel on their merry way. Yeah. So, all right, they'll go back to being a team of you know 17 goons and one skill player soon enough. So it's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> See, I come, I come from like an ECHL background, and those teams all have just wild names. Uh, there's actually a, a lost episode of uh, Kyle and I's podcast, um, Blood, Sweat, and Teal, where we, uh, Kyle and I just sat down and I went through this Wikipedia page of every hockey team that's ever existed <laughs> and had to have him guess like what league they were in, what like decade they operated in, um, and <laughs> like some of them are just absolutely wild. One of the names that was in the running for the Maine Mariners, um, they're the newest ECHL team, was the Wild Blueberries. Like <laughs> that okay. was going to be a real hockey team name. Oh my god! <laughs> the Maine Wild Blueberries. The yeah. Wild Blueberries taste like blueberry. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, my. oh my lord! <laughs> so, yeah. yeah so nothing you guys come up with is going to be like weirder than actual um like team names like that exist for real <laughs> that's fair that's fair uh, i'm trying to th- uh, i'm trying um, to think of at least one more jd do, do you have one yeah yeah I was, I was i was trying to think because you know in the realm of of, of teams that that i've i've had to see so for first for like so long and 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 now i get to just blindly rename them um i was a part of me really wants to be derogatory towards a Canadian team because this <laughs> team is just so insufferable. But I, I was thinking, you know, what if I was actually serious? If I get to rename the Toronto Maple Leafs to something else, yeah, um, I, I, I would, I would love to to, to rename them. That <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I'm so mad that oh, I no. chose actually. A, I, I like to think a higher road here. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to call them the. The Toronto Bloomin, because they 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 they're very they're very sad, <laughs> but they're men. But they're men about it. So they're just the they're the blue men, oh, right? Like right. they. For a second, I thought you were going for like a blooming onion reference, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> no, no, that's that's for that's for the for the, the the Australian team that has yet to be expanded upon. Because before we eliminate head hits. In the NHL, we're going to expand to Australia. That's yeah. that's my prediction. So, all right. So, but, yeah, so, so yeah. the uh, 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. You can go if you got one. <laughs> I was thinking the uh, Toronto Timbits because they <laughs> are significantly more disappointing in real life. Uh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. And, oh, that's... and very Canadian. So. Yeah. <laughs> See, the, you know, once again, I'm not really good on the whole brevity thing because I was thinking <laughs> the Toronto, how does this affect the Maple Leafs? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, amazing. <laughs> Actually, that's hilarious. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, I kind of want to Photoshop that now. Like, just you know, have like the maple leaves, and then have above it like an arch thing. Um, although, although as Jay knows, the last Photoshop I did, I spent a lot of time on, and I thought it was really good. Um, it was a, uh, it was basically gritty behind the the Pretty Little Liars girls, and it said Gritty Little Flyers, and. Oh. I was like, "This is gonna be awesome! Like, th- people are gonna go crazy for this." And it's like zero likes. I don't think they they, they sadly did not go crazy for it. So yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the narrator; they did not. <laughs> it is. It, it would not go over well. Yeah. <laughs> um... So again, not knowing that this was supposed to be like a mean assignment. No, <laughs> uh... you, you, well, you can be serious too. My I, my okay. my opinion yeah. of it was. That was the first thing that jumped out to me, just because, like, I, I don't know what other names Seattle is considering, because, like, I've heard Sockeyes, I've heard, um, you know, I personally, I just think... I, the, the Rain I City Bitch Pigeons? The, the Rain City Bitch Pigeons <laughs> was probably, like, has been the front runner the entire time, but I actually would really like if they would go back to being the Metropolitans, just because that would be yeah. exactly what this league does, right? Because... Everybody's already complaining, oh, you can't name a team after a division. Yes, you can. We're the NHL. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's the only thing that um, – there, uh, there was nothing that uh, made made more sense to me, uh, at least organically, than Metropolitans. So, but I'm sure yeah, they'll come up like with that. something. Yeah, and plus it's already got the history attached to it, right? It's not like – like, think of how much the uproar was when it was rumored that they might not call the Winnipeg Jets the Winnipeg Jets again. Right? right, so people were like, "Hey, calm down." Now, granted, there aren't as many people left over to be upset about them not being named Metropolitans because, sadly, uh, the Cup final after they won uh, had to be canceled due to widespread Spanish flu. So most of them didn't make it to be upset if their team is, <laughs> is not called the Metropolitans anymore. But uh, yeah, I, my first thought was, you know, maybe naming in the in the scheme of both things that uh, my personal biases, but also you're right, region specific things because. Recently, uh, another website had had decided to rename a couple of the baseball teams, and uh, they had suggested that the Detroit Tigers should be renamed the Detroit Nine Rouge. I know I'm absolutely murdering that uh, uh, pronunciation, but basically, there is a Detroit uh, urban legend about a, a a red devil that had to be driven out of the city uh, like uh, a long time ago, like a little red gremlin. Uh, my wife is currently in the other room, and she's probably going to correct me on the exact history of what, what the nine Ro- what the nine rouge is. So, like, if I was going to rename the Red Wings, I would love to rename them something more obviously, uh, like maybe automotive. So I was thinking just very simple, like the Detroit axles, Detroit wheels, Detroit muscle, like like some stupid thing that just like, of course, that's what they would have named it. But I'm really glad they didn't name any of that stuff. So, nah, as a the long- Detroit Vipers. Uh, or, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say if you want, if if you're a fan of alliteration and if you're a fan of a TV show that features a car prominently in the intro, you could have the Detroit Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. 
<laughs> oh man, now I'm now I'm just imagining putting Guy Fieri's hairdo on the Red Wing logo. Let's see yeah. how many let's see how many dislikes Beautiful. I can get with that I love one. Love it, love it. <laughs> um, actually, along those uh, a similar thought process there. So my one uh, person mission here to make the. Uh, Florida Panthers relevant again. I don't know why I want this to happen, but I do. Um, okay. So, first of all, it involves them having to move out of Sunrise, um, but they should be the Miami Vices. <laughs> I don't know what kind yeah. of like, logo you could have, but the important, the real important part of this is that they, they change their colors to just neon everything. Neon yellow, neon green, neon yeah. pink, neon purple, neon blue, whatever. <laughs> All of it, just absolutely like bright in your face. The, the Miami Vices. That's yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. Then, I mean, you know, you could have. Uh, I mean, Don Johnson looks to be possibly making a, a career renaissance with uh, his role in the the upcoming Watchmen uh, adaptation oh, for yeah, HBO. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, either that, or you could just have like Archer, the, like the Archer <laughs> Vice City uh, artwork yeah. as as, yeah, as like perfect. some type of a, a thing. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So. Basically, you know, see pointing me back towards the light and not being antagonistic. I think I've actually (laughs) come up with a – I I would love uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets to be renamed the the Columbus Cosmos, uh, mostly because overall the amount of astronauts that have come from Ohio is greater than any other state, which reinvigorates the whole – what is so wrong with Ohio that people want to leave the planet? <laughs> right? There's something going on there that makes them think outer space is better for me. I mean, so have I you think, said I think to they, Ohio? Yes, yes, oh, I yeah, have yeah, on, yeah, on a I few times. Okay, so, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. so I, I just feel like in the spirit of go, for the pioneers before them who decided <laughs> to leave, I think the Columbus, the Columbus cosmos would be a lot of fun. Have fun with uh, you know an, an astronaut. So completely steal the astronaut thing that that fan that's in Tampa Bay, you know. Instead of a <laughs> instead of a cannon, maybe you just launch a significantly quieter bottle rocket at the stadium. You know, just just to do something along those lines. So I love it. Um, that's fantastic. So uh, see, we've uh, reached our uh, limit here. Uh, we'll have to we'll do our homework and come up with far more appropriate uh, names for the other teams another time but we did want to say thank you for stopping by we do realize you have bigger and better things to do which is to go watch the sharks lose game one against the blues oh, damn. so uh, <laughs> uh wow. late a late a late segment dig so you you can you can set my dms on fire later it's totally fine um, <laughs> message denied uh hey Pete, you want to tell people where they can uh, follow c as she goes on this uh Homer's Odyssey of Journeys to, to this uh, Western Conference final. Yeah, so it's a fantastic username. It is now you see me with which is S I E. Everything else is spelled uh, the way you would expect it. So yeah, so I, I, I and, and I really like that name. Uh, number one because it is it is a a name of obviously an all time classic film. Uh, but and I'm just <laughs> but <laughs> I really do like it because obviously um, if someone someone were to see your name just spelled out they probably would not be confident the first time they tried to pronounce it. And I think this is a really, yeah. So I think that's, no, I think that's a really great way to kind of subtly show them, Hey, guess what? This is how you say it. (laughs) Of course. 
That is exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, you, you never know. You might get somebody who's like, "Now you sigh me." Is this like a Ninja Turtles reference? What what is what is happening here? <laughs> You'd be surprised. People still see that and still oh, say sigh. Sigh is yeah. the number one mispronunciation. And yep. I am not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so have a have a great uh, have a great rest of your day and uh, good luck tonight. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Once again, we thank C for uh, spending some time with us. It's always nice to talk to a person affiliated with a team that I want absolutely nothing to do with ever uh historically because uh the specter of the san jose sharks and the red wings fandom they are plentiful and uh uh it's still nice to uh talk civilly with sharks fans but what we did want to talk about as well today uh segueing into our next segment here um there's a phenomenon happening in st louis um pete and i have been talking about this at length uh, and, and it's really exciting because um, I think for the first time in a long time, a team has adopted a wholly awful song from the 80s to use as a game-winning anthem uh, in this, the year of our Lord, 2019. So uh, in, in case you've been living under uh, a hard rock. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> or in a cafe. <laughs> uh, the St. Louis Blues are using Gloria by Laura Branigan, a uh, pop uh, gem that uh, eats away at every fiber of my being, uh, except in this uh, use, because every time it came up on the 80s radio that I love to listen to all the time on my Apple Music, uh, it, whenever Gloria comes up, I'm like, oh, my God, this song. But now that it has kind of attached itself to a a, a band of uh, ragtag hockey fans and players to mm. to ride the wave into possibly ending their cup drought, I'm okay with it. Doesn't make the song better. It just it yeah. just makes my tolerance of it a little bit more achievable. But um, well, I think it was yeah. I think it was funny because when I saw when I saw that this was happening, I saw like tweets about it, and I. Okay, so I, I know, Jay, I know you're familiar with the idea of Poe's Law, but just in case for people that don't know, if they're listening, it's basically this idea that um, at some level, it's impossible to tell the difference between a parody and reality. And I really kind of had a moment with this because I could not tell if people actually were enjoying this or if it was like <laughs> some type of ironic ironic thing uh where they were pretending to say how awesome it was because it's not a good song uh it's just it's it's really not now if you like it that's great everybody has different musical tastes um but to me it is it is pretty far down the list of of good songs <laughs> uh and um actually uh when when jay and i were talking about this last night we were, we were texting about it and uh you know we were talking about like what we want to talk about and uh this idea came up and i asked him if he had seen a segment on a a former program called i love the 80s it was actually the second version i love the 80s strike back where they talked about this song and he said he had not so i sent him the clip uh and so i'm going to drop that in here because it is it is really funny now first of all if you haven't seen the video do yourself a favor 
um, and watch this video or at least part of it because the jokes in this uh, this clip won't really make nearly as much sense if you haven't actually seen the video. So we'll drop that in and then we'll come back. Laura Brannigan's video was the most ghetto video I've ever seen. She's wearing like a sequined leotard. And in the back, it's like literally they've put up like drywall with magnetic tape. Oh, that's frightening. That must be like, call Gary. He owns that nightclub. Let's see if we can use it for two hours. They get to the set and they're like, this is sparse. Someone go buy four disco balls. Small ones, though. Don't spend too much. It was a good hit for her. You know, I think she's still counting money somewhere. Oh, did this song suck. I don't have to listen to crap just because I like to eat it. God, I mean, what do these lyrics mean? It was one of those low self-esteem songs. Essentially, Laura Brannigan is tormenting this poor woman. I remember, like, yeah, why is it any color? But I wasn't really driving yet. That was... <laughs> One thing that kind of keeps me from making fun of this as much as I want to is I do believe, if I'm correct, if I remember correctly, I do think there is a tie-in with this to the adorable puppy Barclay, uh, the St. Louis Blues puppy. Um, I, I believe there's some type of a tie-in to him, and I cannot make fun of anything that involves a puppy. So I'm going to hold <laughs> off on a lot of the comments I want to make. Uh, and and I will also say that at the same time, even though I'm not a big fan of the song, whatever gets people interested in hockey is a good thing. Oh, yes, you know, it, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So even if I think something's that ridiculous, then I don't care as long as it gets people interested in hockey. That's a that's a phenomenal statement, Pete. I'm glad you made yeah. it. Yay, so, me too. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in, in the spirit of having uh, thoughts on these things, um, I was uh, a, an idea struck me, and I proposed it to my good friend Pete, because in light of the St. Louis Blues adopting a completely horrible song that both lyrically and musically has nothing to do with the St. Louis Blues, it's literally just a song that people – can can identify with. I don't know if it's the synthesizer beats. I don't know if it's the tempo. I don't know if it's Laura Brannigan's dulcet tones. I don't know. But something resonated with with these people, and now they've adopted uh, it as their anthem. So uh, we like to make sure everybody can play along. So Pete and I have decided to, in real time, try and suss out what horrible, mostly tolerable songs could be attached to the other teams that are in the final four of the playoffs right now. Yeah. So, so, so Pete and I are going to uh, do a little jam sesh as it were, uh, trying to pick songs that you know, are in the same vein as Gloria that could have just as much success for the St. For the St. Louis Blues, but also uh, could help out the Boston Bruins, the Carolina Hurricanes, and mm-hmm. the San Jose Sharks uh, and, during the... Sorry, no, no, sorry. Keep going. I just keep going. No, I, I, and from what it sounds like, uh, prior to recording, Pete has already figured out our first entry. So, yeah. you know, that'll kind of get the ball rolling on on where we go now, on this musical journey. What I was cutting out, cutting you off for, is I while you were talking, I looked up the I because I, I was interested, like why they chose this song, and there there is a story behind it. Uh, it's you are correct that there's not some type of like lyrical connection or some type of you know connection literally between the song and the St. Louis Blues or hockey or anything, but 
Uh, apparently, according, and I'm reading this from a uh, Sports Illustrated article, according to stlouisblues.com, teammates Alexander Steen, Joel Edmondson, Robert Bortuzzo, Jaden Schwartz, and Robbie Ferry were watching the Eagles-Bears NFC wildcard game at a bar in Philadelphia when they got the idea to change the team's celebration tune. The bar's DJ played Gloria during commercial breaks, and the guys realized how much fun everyone in the place was having listening to the song. Uh, everyone would get up and start singing and dancing. We sat back and watched it happen, said uh, Edmondson said. Right there, we decided we should play the song after our wins. We won the next game. We got a shutout, so we kept on playing it. So that is the origin of the song. Um, I got to say, that's a pretty solid origin. That sounds yeah. like it, it, it's like surprisingly it wholesome, very, too. Very organic. Yeah, it's very organic. It's yeah. not forced. So yeah. that's 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 actually pretty nice. I'm on board with that. Um, <laughs> still, still not a good song. Um, all still right. not a good song. Yeah. So <laughs> let's be clear. I so, worry that you heard that we were giving tacit approval of the song. <laughs> yeah. So for Carolina, I was thinking of so, like I, I started thinking of like words that I could use, like something along the lines of like you know something with jerk, uh, something with. Uh, I don't know, like some type of snark to it. And I came up with the classic song. So apparently the artist is Edward Kill. And he made a song in Russia called Trollolololo. <laughs> and because the Carolina Hurricanes are nothing if not major trolls, uh, for example, uh, Dougie Hamilton patting Brock Nelson's head in the handshake line, which was unbelievable. I. Uh, so I'm going to go with that song. Now, Jay, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 All right, yeah. So for each of these songs, we'll play like a, a really short clip just so you can get a basic idea. Uh, so here's that one. Okay, and Jay, so what uh, what song are you thinking for Carolina? Well, I th- I was thinking along the same veins because think about them as just a complete uh, uh, antithesis of what quote unquote hockey men want to have happen. How like because when 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 we're talking about how the previous generations have sussed out in their heads what the blueprint is to like be the acceptable path to success, right? Like, Oh, you had to put in this much work. You had to be this stoic. You had to be uh, X amount of classy. That's what allowed you to be widely accepted as successful. Whereas uh, sadly we are in the age of anything can happen (laughs) Uh, across all uh, walks of life. We are living in a time that for better and sadly, in some cases, definitely for worse, anything can happen. So uh, I I choose to believe in the good that can come out of that realization now, because this is what the Carolina Hurricanes represent. So in that sense of them being kind of the everything that the current establishment hates, I would I'd have to go just very very simply with never going to give you up by Rick Astley. <laughs> I think I just, just imagine where it's like the, the goal horns go off and then like, you know, obviously this would be for home games, but like everybody's like, uh, you know, kind of cheering and stuff. And then just the, the jockey just.
But what if, what if they embrace the full Rick Roll and they play the other team's goal song and then oh man record scratch and then they cut into Rick Astley? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yes, that's that's also very good. Yeah. That's, All right. So uh, what? Have, so obviously, St. Louis, we don't need to do because we are. They already have the perfect song. They already. Yep. They are the. They are literally the catalyst for this shenanigan that we're trying to. So. Pull here. So what about San Jose? San Jose. Okay. Well, I was thinking, like, do we want to stay? I don't know. I, this is you know, Pete. We can obviously have a separate conversation about how how wholly unique the decade the 80s were just in terms of how many one hit wonders how many of them actually are like tolerable good one hit wonders and then the amount of terrible ones that are out there so you know in in the same vein of maybe keeping it as mostly 80s or mostly past era because i don't want anything that's like most recent because once you get into the 90s that's kind of when the whole you know music scene tried to actually started to uh, trend towards like these algorithms and manufactured tunes, you know, like there's just the music's different, right? We can be old men yelling at cloud about it in a different podcast, but you know, with, with that in mind, I was thinking, you know, what is a really, <laughs> what is a really bad 80s song that could fit the San Jose sharks? And my, my first thought was love is a battlefield by Pat Benatar. Uh, just, just because just the loud, just the loud screaming of, and then, and then just like the, 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 just the very soft utterance of the word love is a battlefield, right? Mm -hmm. Just like how the San Jose Sharks are like, like I said, there's, they're trying to be successful. They're trying to be, uh, 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 the best, but, Mm -hmm. uh, just as with love, nothing, not everything works out. Right. So, which makes it a battlefield. So. So that was my first feeling, but again, I, I I'm open to to suggestion here because, like like we said, we didn't really do too much research on this. We wanted to put our heads together in the moment and just try and think of what are what is the what is the opposite thing? What could be like the least popular thing that for some reason the San Jose fan base would just be like, "This is our cheer." Yeah, I I actually have a good idea, and and I I only came up with it while you were talking. So I think that's fun because (laughs) obviously there is a very prevalent song that involves the word shark, which I will not repeat because I do not want to put that song in everybody's head. Although are you saying you do, do not want to bring it up? Yes. Is is that? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, Now, fun, fun, quick side story. I went a long time without ever actually hearing that song. I heard everybody reference it, and it wasn't until maybe about a month ago that I actually heard it for the first time. Uh, so I, I think that's pretty impressive uh, to to for you. stay away Good from something you. that prevalent in pop culture. Probably because I don't have kids, uh, and <laughs> and although I do teach it at a school, it is a high school. So mine uh, is going to tie into the fact that it is fun for fans to engage in activities that they feel makes them closer to their favorite players. San Jose is a team that has several players with very long, luxurious hair 
although luxurious okay. is in quotation marks, I think, at least. Yeah, for, I was about to say that's they, a bit of a stretch, yeah. but I appreciate you giving the, giving the qualifier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I was saying that, I was like, oh, people aren't going to realize I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> so um, this is something where I imagine that San Jose probably – uh, their fans probably wear wigs, etc., cetera, uh, to imitate Brent Burns and maybe Eric Carlson and any other players I can't think of off the top of my head that have long hair. Uh, so I think that a good song for this, which because I want to qualify it because it's not a good song, um, is the classic 2010 song from Willow Smith, Whip My Hair. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. That's cute. Yeah. Right? Yep. Okay, so that brings us to Boston. Now, uh, you went first last time, so I will go first this time, especially because I actually have one. Yes. Um, well, just like all of my, <laughs> I literally just came up with this. Um, so I decided to yeah. Google uh, bands from Boston because I know there's a ton of them, and I know that Obviously, there's some yep. bands that I know are from Boston. I'm sure there are bands that are from Boston that I didn't know that. And so I looked it up, and I am going to go with a, a Boston band that has one fantastic song, and I'm sure they probably have other good songs too, but it's, it's, a, it's a song I really like from 1993 called Cannonball by The Breeders. So what are you thinking for? So what are you thinking for Boston? Oh, well, it would be too on the nose to actually submit a song by the band Boston. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I was thinking of something that could. um, uh, Again, just for some reason, Pete, I I like how you're you're spanning the decades, you know, like you're like you're you're branching out. But for some reason, I just felt like, you know, if we were going to. At least for me, you know, keeping something in, you know, in the same vein as Gloria, I, I would like to think, you know, for some reason I'm just attached with any song that comes out of out of the '80s there. So my my first thought was maybe maybe Hungry yeah. Like the Wolf, you know, like uh, you know, you've got your animal uh, uh, relation there, you know, brewing a bear, a wolf, uh, they are in the they're in the forest, it's whatever. I don't I don't I don't have to connect the dots for you people, <laughs> right? It's fairly obvious, okay. But, um, you know, I, I was just, you know, like, did, 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 just like, there's something about it where I'm just imagining, you know, uh, Brad, I, I will now only speak in one word sentences, uh, Marchand, um, could just imagine him just like kind of doing his like, kind of like head bobbing thing to it. But, um, I don't know, there's, I mean, we're, we're still talking about the, like, think about all the songs that set you up at the, okay, it's, it's. 10 o'clock Saturday, you're at a bar. What are the songs that get played that everybody just like their faces light up for it? Right. Uh. And, 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 and I just feel like there's trying to figure out what, like which one of those songs would best be assigned to, to the Bruins because there's, I don't know. Like I, what's weird. I would love for one moment, you know, maybe if we could only find the POV gun from hitchhiker's guide so that someone could actually, 
allow me to experience what it's actually like to be a fan of the Boston Bruins, right? Because it's not something I can, it's not, I, I mean, I can try and just say, hey, just imagine what you love about the Red Wings, but just for the Boston Bruins. But it's like, no, it's it's not just about the Bruins, it's about the city. Yeah. <laughs> it's about it's about everything that happens there. You know, you're, yeah. it's not just about having love for the, for the team. It's about where they reside and the people that love them and, and all that stuff. So, you know, it's really tough to kind of put myself in those shoes. But um, I don't know, I just, in, in terms of songs that I just completely, you know what I think? Down Under by Men at Work. I think that'd be a fun one too. Hmm. Just just through the Bruins, just, just it, just completely no sense whatsoever, right? The team gets away with, you know, the team has a player that gets away with licking people, right? You know, it doesn't make sense. It just keeps going. So let's just add a song that just doesn't doesn't make sense. But you know what else ma- makes me feel like it? Um, here I go again. Okay. I feel like that could also be an option. For, for the Bruins. So if, if, if out of the 6,000 choices that I just made, I think I'm going to probably lean towards here. I go again, because that'd be, that's like, I'm just imagining some guy in a beat up Ford, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's crushing his last yingling or, or Sam, or, or Sam Adams. Right. And that song comes on the radio and he's wearing his Bruins Jersey. And it just, it starts it like it gets to the, to the chorus and the pump up. And I just imagine him just like doing like the most, intense fist pumps and he's like i gotta go to the game yeah and then like that like that i feel like that'd be a funny thing to see replicated at least eighteen thousand times in a packed td garden yeah and he accidentally he accidentally slams his fist on on the dashboard and crushes the cheeseburger that casey affleck hasn't finished paying for yet (laughs) yeah there's a a good will hunting reference for you there you go All right, so yeah, so I yeah. I think we did it, yeah. Pete. Right? I think I'm, I'm, reasonable I'm discussion. I'm happy with it. Yeah, I guess yeah. good. So uh, ho- ho- hopefully we haven't ruined those songs for everybody because maybe those songs were something that they wanted to have no connection with sports. But uh, too bad. Sorry, not sorry. Too bad. <laughs> All right, that brings us to the end of another episode. So thank you so much for listening. Which one was this? This is episode forty nine. Forty-nine. Yeah. So ne- no. Yeah. Next no one doesn't matter. Player. Yeah. Next one doesn't matter. <laughs> next one's not a big deal. Um, but just just a little programming note. Uh, next episode will obviously be episode number fifty, which is amazing. Uh, the episode after that, in about a month from now, we're going to have a special draft episode. We're going to have a couple former guests who are draft experts come back on together and talk about the all things related to the NHL draft because that's going to be the last episode that we record before it happens because two weeks from then is going to be the draft. And that's, that's when we record uh, uh, the the following episode. So uh, if you're interested in that, if you're wondering, Hey, why aren't you guys really talking too much about the draft? It's because we're going to spend that entire episode just talking about the draft. So um, if you're interested in that stuff, yeah, you'll have that to look forward to. So, Again, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow me and Twitter at P Flynn Hockey. You can follow Jay at the Roar underscore twenty four. You can follow the podcast at two hundred foot pod two zero zero FTPOD. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash for sure pod. Uh, and if you want some uh, merchandise, you can go to our merch store at tinyurl.com slash fur shirts. Uh, it's through T Public, and they they 
typically do sales pretty often. So uh, if you if you take a look uh, every so often, you should be able to find some pretty good deals on there. Um, so again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks. See ya. For sure. 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 For sure.